Hi, I'm Tim. I'm Justin. And I, uh, we are That News Gap Podcast. And we thank all of y'all for listening. We want to start off before we go off to what we're going to do today. If you do not like foul language, this is not the podcast for you. We hope you stay along, though, for the ride. Today we're going to do something a little different for y'all. Today in my hand, I've got a list of the 39 worst comic book movies as of Google. And we're going to go through by the ones, and we're going to talk a little bit about the ones we've seen, what we think about them, and we'll just let you know if we haven't seen the other ones on this list because we weren't going to search up ones that we just know by name are bad. So the first one we're going to do here, Justin, starts off with number 39, which is Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire... Topher Grace Venom movie. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. This one here. In theory, they were supposed to be good. In theory. But once they actually released it, whatever they decided, the, the, the developing of this, putting it together, the scenes that they made, the writing... The acting... I'm going to say that trying to watch Spider-Man 3 and say it's good is like putting jock itch in my underpants. <laughs> and saying, oh, this doesn't itch. Kind of burns. No. Bad. Awful. If you were... If you watch that movie and you like it, we apologize. We're probably going to crush all of your Spider-Man dreams. But there are better Spider-Man movies, guys. We are in 2020 now. Yeah, like the Amazing Spider-Man movies, they were better. It's because they went into a storyline that nobody really that nobody ever explored. Yeah, the super the uh, spy parents aspect. Which, if you've read the Ultimate, you know Spider-Man storyline, that actually the Amazing Spider-Man storyline that's actually there, that's prevalent. But you know. You gotta read comics for that. <laughs> I we love comics, but we just haven't read that one yet. So, just yeah or nay, we agree with that one as the worst. The next one is X Men: The Last Stand. <laughs> Arguably, this should be tied with the worst. I think that might have been why it was because there's a lot of ones that were ties for the same number but I just put them down differently yeah but yeah no that was awful it was a very bad way to try to end out a trilogy that they still made like 10 movies of here's the best part oh dear of this movie okay well there's a couple good parts really the CG was pretty good It was enough to make it believable. And some of the actors were pretty good. Well, Hugh Jackman's good in every Wolverine thing he's ever done. Even the shitty movie we'll be talking about here in a little bit. (laughs) But we're going to put you guys on do not watch that. Unless you're a completionist, then watch it because you'll have no choice. But it gets retconned. If you want to skip it and go directly to Days of Future Past, we won't blame you. We will probably love you more. 
All right, so the next one on our list, 37, which is a kind of a shocker, is Thor. Yeah, the first Thor movie. Right. This is not a bad movie. If you think it's a bad movie, you're an idiot because it's world building after they did the Hulk and well, Iron Man. At movies. this at this point, yeah, at this point they've had Iron Man 1, Hulk, and Iron Man 2. Then Thor and Captain America came out literally, like, I think the same week between. Yeah. And this was the little bit of world-building kind of thing. And you have to do that to have a successful universe. Why do you think there's 23 of them? Which is why um, Chicago's Tribune's uh, Michael Phillips noted that the first 25 minutes are tough to watch. Because it's world building, Mr. Philip. Some people just don't like dialogue, my friend. Dialogue. Like some of my favorite parts of the Thor movies are the dialogue. Or when Odin is speaking. I will have to say, though, if. Man, got a good voice. Yes, he does. Well, that's because he's Hannibal Lecter. So, <laughs> my favorite part about any Thor movie, ironically, is three. Because when they made him fun Thor, I could I could get with it. That's why Ragnarok's my favorite Thor movie. Yeah, he had a lot of fun with that one. But the first two are just building up. They're they're darker movies, and I get it. The guy who directed the second one, which was also on our list, he directs a lot of Game of Thrones episodes, which would make sense if you've watched The Dark World. Dark World was more story building along with Iron Man 2 it was more story building yeah all of it's story building and to get to a specific point and if point. you think that you can just watch a, a Marvel movie and not watch the ones that came before it you've got another thing coming you'll be confused you can't jump in and just be like oh well there's this Ant-Man movie well no Ant-Man you can jump in kind of yeah most of the like ones that are after phase two. Yeah. Phase two, you already established on characters and movies. Because when we got in about phase three, we started off with Guardians. I forget what the whole listing is. I've got every Marvel movie on my phone, but obviously I can't really look at that because that's how we're recording today, folks. But it's... You do have to... Because of cutscenes, the uh, you know the scenes that they made us wait to piss on at the end of the movies, mm-hmm. those will lead you to the next movie, mm-hmm. and you need those subtle hints to kind of get an idea of what's starting in the next one. I mean, you, you don't well at this point you don't really have to watch them, but when they were first coming out, yeah, it's because you had your choice. Well, you didn't. You did have a choice then, but, but... then you missed crucial things. Not necessarily, no. Well, sorry, the first cutscene that they did with Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man, crucial. The one in Hulk with Tony Stark, crucial. Then Really all it is is, you know, to let you know what's coming up next. Well, yes, but see then if you it's yes, their scenes aren't that long. But they are ways to help. They'll get you a concept of, oh, this is what's going to start us off in the next one. 
The issue is if you go into the one before Age of Ultron. You might be a little confused. That's because there's not a cutscene that helps into that one that much. No, not really. It's You had to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which... Yeah. That thing should have been aborted after season... No, I liked it. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. You, like you can disagree with me, but Marvel Television needs to learn to write their shows better on actual television. And I'm not talking about the Netflix Marvel ones, because those are my favorite. I know. But... I like what they were doing with Agents of Shield. It was interesting. Uh, I, I tried. I got through halfway through the first season, as much as I wanted Coulson to be back, and couldn't do it. But, it, if it was a DC TV show, you obviously know I would have finished it no matter what. I don't even like Legends, and I watch it. Hell, Supergirl. Not interested unless she's in the crossovers, but sometimes I catch up. Well, we we uh, got off track there. Yeah, it's a tangent of movies and TV shows. So I apologize, guys. We're trying to keep on the ball here. So Thor, we both liked it. Critics are stupid. Uh, unfortunately, that's what we're becoming. And Iron Man 2, because th- apparently this one, you know, both of them were tied for 36. Yeah, but see, that's where my issue lies. We already talked about Iron Man 2. Well, the next one on my list that I put for 36 was mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Now, I liked how they started it. You know, Tony dealing with his PTSD right after Thanos and the end of the Avengers. But the rest of it, the fake Mandarin, the... What the fuck was his name? Well, roughly the villain of that movie. Mm-hmm. It just... It didn't jive well for me. It felt like they were just kind of putting something out to put something out so Downey could be over with his contract. Yeah, it kind of did feel like that. Because he was only supposed to be on for... Three Iron Man movies and I think like two adventure flicks. After he did Age of Ultron, they were pretty much about to say he was he could have been done with his contract. So he said he wasn't doing any more solo movies, but he was signing in for Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. and Avengers three and four. Which we all know the results of that one. Everybody on the planet watched that movie. <laughs> That's how they got... According to the money trail. Oh, yeah. The money trail said everybody watched it. (laughs) The next one we got, and I kind of agree, is the Zack Snyder Watchmen movie. That one was a bit of a clusterfuck to watch. I I wanted to like it, because I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I wanted to like it, too. (laughs) <laughs> Being a comic book person. And Rorschach is the best part. The guy who got the short end of the stick on one of my favorite horror remakes. I, I think they needed to do a little bit different. Well, as... If, if certain thing, certain, you know, writings and the scenes were a little bit different... It probably would have been better. If anybody remembers our last episode, I said Zack Snyder should never write a movie again. This is case in point. Because the comics are pretty good in my opinion. Oh yeah, it's because you got uh, Alan Moore, who is a comic genius. And he wrote the original one. And I think it was kind of like with the Guardians 
was for Marvel in a way. Like they were, they were just offshoot heroes. They weren't yeah main continuity whatever. Yeah. And they could have done what they did with Guardians with that, but they didn't. It's whatever Zack Snyder decided to give us. Yeah. But Which... so roughly with that one, me and Justin say that Zack Snyder's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> And the next one is another Zack Snyder one, and I disagree with this one. Mm. The Man of Steel. <sighs> yes, it has its case in points that it could have been better, but the overall arching story, in my opinion, it's more realistic of a Superman movie than the sparkles and rainbows we get in all the other ones. Because in the original Christopher Reeve Supermans, they were all just whimsical... Things of the 40s. This one Which was... was kind of, you know, faithful to... Comics. The, the original comics, which were pretty whimsical. Yeah, it's because they were back in the 30s when they were still in newspapers. But... <laughs> so, that's understandable. With the success of the Dark Knight trilogy... They wanted to do a darker Superman, which... It started out good. What it progressed into... Didn't, uh, could have been better. It could have been better, like I said. But with all of the DCEU's faults, I actually could sit through all their movies except for Suicide Squad. If, if, if it wasn't Zack Schneider, it could have been better. I think Chris Nolan should have actually done... If Christopher Nolan would have done the DCEU and helmed that the same way he did the Dark Knight trilogy... I think we would have liked Man of Steel. We would have liked every movie. Because I think out of all of his trilogies, the only one that people did wasn't really too favorable uh, favorable for was uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And it, that was good in its own right. Tom, Tom Hardy's... Trying to follow up. The Dark Knight <laughs> with Chris... Uh, with uh, Heath Ledger, I mean. Sorry. Yes. And Heath Ledger's performance will never be forgotten. Trust me. He got a he got a post humorous post humus, sorry, um, Oscar win for that particular role. It's, and Dude was nuts. Yeah, apparently everybody who plays it except for Jack Nicholson, when they come in, they they stay full character the whole time. Because even even with Leto's performance he did try to stay in character the whole time he, he should know it's not his fault he should know i don't blame him i da- i blame he david Iyer. he shouldn't have though no it's because that can put you in the same boat as well he's ledger unfortunately yeah, like he shouldn't have stayed in character the entire time well sometimes method actors do that it's a once it's kind of like how they want to keep that character, and if they lose, if they leave that character, it, they're afraid they're gonna not get the same performance coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's while they're shooting, they stay in the whole time in the same character, even Offset. So I get what he did, and for what his Joker was written, Leto did a good performance, but it wasn't. The only thing that really annoyed me about Leto's Joker was visually 
It was just a juggalo. That's what it was. It didn't. That that didn't look like a good Joker to me. And Having it wasn't a his fault. gangster, you know, tatted up, gold plated teeth. I gotta. I gotta ask. Why do you? Why are you going it's, to do that to a fifty year old man? It, yeah. I mean, it's just stupid. Fuck, holy, I just forgot he was 50. Yeah, it's just, it, it was stupid. It's, what? No, no, I'm, I'm not saying, the gangster personality was great. I can tell you meant that. But it was the, the, the prison tattoo type bullcrap that, Joker, when you think of the Joker, you you don't think a guy that's been to prison and been tatted on and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so everybody just knows I made a joke of a finger going in a butthole. Visualize that for you if you want to. Um, but we're gonna get out of that. Cause we'll go more into that because unfortunately I'm gonna give you spoiler alerts. It's on the list. So the next one that's on our list. Going back to Thor, the Dark World. Which we already talked about. It's, again, more story building. Well, I, I, I wish there was more to it, to be honest. I didn't like, I don't like whiny Thor. And that's what my biggest issue of the first two were. Yeah, but. World building, yes. Yeah. But in, still. In, in the comic books. You know, he spent a long time away from Midgard, Earth, and was doing... He was used to doing certain things a certain way and being regarded as Thor, Odin's son, you know, greatest champion of Asgard. So, yeah, he's been a little pampered, even though he's a hardened warrior. In a way, it makes sense. I mean, come on. The blonde hair kind of shows you that he's a a pretty princess. (laughs) Which is ironic, knowing what the next Thor movie is called. And what the premise is. Do you Mm -hmm. even know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to the next movie, since we did kind of already cover our uh, our thoughts on the second Thor. We're going to go to a Hulk movie that I actually think is interesting... If it would have been cohesive. Yeah. The Hulk from 2003 with Eric Bana. Because I liked what they did with, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was Bruce. Uh, I don't remember what they, I know it was Banner, but they didn't call him Bruce. It was a different, there's, the Hulk's been under a couple different names, same yeah. character. But this one, his dad experimented on him when he was a, a child. Actually, no, he experimented on himself first, and it got passed down. And then he reactivated the gene when he started doing his research when he became an adult. That's how he became the Hulk. It was an interesting premise, and w- what they did with the abomination in this movie was pretty good, uh, we're too. Not, we're not abomination. This one... Yeah. Yeah, no, Abomination didn't go to the Incredible Hulk in 2008 with uh, Edward Norton. This one, yeah, he fought his dad... As the Red Hulk, I think it was. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but his dad pretty much had his version of the Hulk, and that's what he fought the, uh, for the movie. No, 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 no. Now this this one was 
Um, yeah, this one this one was with Abomination in it. You're thinking of something else. Let me see. I apologize, guys. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric Bana, but it doesn't say... It says computer-generated King Kong. And it says the Metacritic. It... The big green... Motherfucker... Yeah, no, it doesn't say... It... It's... It was an abomination. I could swear it. Because abomination... I'd never seen abomination until... The one that they put into the MCU. That's not the MCU one. That's 2003. That no, that was, was 2008. That can't... Because... Yeah, 2008. Even that Hulk doesn't look like the right one. Because it, it could not have been... It would have said the Incredible Hulk. Because the Hulk was the one from 2003 with Eric Bana. Eric Bana was the one who played it before Edward Norton. That's what the issue is. No, that's right, yeah. <laughs> it was our Hulks mixed up because they've done too damn many... Well, you had all the ones with Bill Bixby back in the 80s. That was mostly the television one, and they had TV movies. And Lou Ferrigno. And then then Eric Bano was the first cinematic one. And then you had Edward Norton. And now we have Mark Ruffalo, who will never have a solo Hulk movie as long as he is signed onto the role. Because Disney does not like to share money, and Universal has the rights. Well, we'll get out of that one. Okay, back to The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Justin? Mm-hmm. You gotta start talking about this, too. So, what my... My point before Justin finally actually starts wanting to talk, my premise of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is I love the entire franchise of that. Andrew Garfield, in my entire opinion, is a magnifico Spider-Man. He embodied everything he needed to. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but Garfield's my Spider-Man, okay? My issue was they tried to get too ambitious too quick. Too much build-up was brought into the first one to try to do the Sinister Six movie. And then they tried to put, like, five, six villains. It was a lot of villains in this movie. Yeah. You had Rhino, you had Goblin, you had... Um, There's a few others, but you know what I'm trying to say. is mm-hmm. Oh, Electro. Electro. It was Electro. It was the Jamie Foxx character that yeah. looked fucking weird. Yeah. Language. Sorry. Um, but with that... There was just so much that went into it. And then the Sony Spider-Man universe they were going to make fell apart after this. So I wish that they'd do more or even write it in a comic book with his likeness. So me and Justin will say it is a mild yay. It's not a we don't want you to watch it, but it's not a if they we're had, begging you to. If they had two, three, maybe four at most, you know, villains, they would. You don't not go doing anything. You don't go back to Goblin. This this quick off of, you know, Raimi's Spider Man. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, but nobody will be Green Goblin as long. 
<laughs> trying to remember his name now. I say his name. Oh, oh yeah, Willem Dafoe. I love his name. He embodied the craziness of that character. He could be a live-action Joker that we get from Arkham. That'd be fan-casting. All right, well, we'll get out of that. We'll stop getting into things that I love too much. All right, so we were just getting out of X-Men Apocalypse. <sighs> yep, that's where I'm going with it because I, I love... All the X-Men movies, except for Confused, Last Stand. Fused, bloated mess. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yes. I think <laughs> most of the ones after Days of the Future Days of Future Past were a bloated mess. I mean, it looked cool. The uh, except kind of awesome. Except for Apocalypse. Well, Apocalypse. Apocalypse looked like a blue dildo come to life. Uh, it kind of looks like that in the comic books anyway. So... Fair enough. But... <laughs> I liked Oscar Isaacs in that movie. He did well for the part. It was just how they, they played him. Psylocke was good. I like um, Sophia... So, so, Sophie Turner. What the fuck did I call her Sophia for? Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Even in all of the, the bad X-Men movies, she still played her part correctly. That's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> and... I liked the younger cast because as much as I love Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, Fassbender and McAvoy are pitch fucking perfect for both. Like, they look like they could be the younger versions of each other. Yeah, they do. And it is eerie. But... It could have been better. It really could have reality we've got another one on the list that goes in the same timeline and you all are gonna hate us because we're going to shit all over these movies (laughs) and not even wipe we're not even gonna wash our hands we're just gonna run (laughs) we're running with us yeah well we are actually going to stop for a second right here uh from apocalypse with a ad break and we will be right back with y'all okay The Meat Limit is a weekly topical movie, entertainment, and television podcast where your three soon-to-be new best friends guide you through the world of movies, TV, streaming, Hollywood news, their deepest, darkest desires, and so much more. Join Scarlett, Leon, and Matt as they discuss all things entertainment and what's coming, what's going, what's here to stay, and what should have never been. Plus, bonus content including, but not limited to, personal opinions, medical advice, cooking tips, harrowing tales of terror and suspense, fits of laughter, random games, and the weekly Leon's Corner, patent pending. Tune in and reach your meat limit and we are back we thank you for listening to that ad break that helps us make money and give you guys quality content we left off on x-men apocalypse which we're done with that one just (laughs) like the studio is and (laughs) the next one to go on our list is blade 2 directed by guillermo del toro Blade 2 wasn't that bad. The first two, as we were saying before the podcast started, they were good in their own rights. But they had to fight really hard to get that Marvel logo in the beginning. It's 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 definitely a uh, interesting take on vampires, though. Uh, I know that there's, you know, different types of vampires throughout 
so like throughout media entirely. Yeah, it, well, not just media, but you know, culture, lore. So many things we so are not trying to get into. Yeah. That's a different episode entirely. <laughs> uh, I think that's better for uh, terror tales or uh, all. For more none. or less all for none. That would be more something me and me and Tony would dive into and devote the entire hour to. Because that's what we do. With Terror Tales, we do horror franchises. What we do is we'll walk you through the whole movie and our favorite parts. Give me some funny things to say while we do it. Right now we're on the Final Destination series. Trust me, we've got some comedy out of that one. But, I digress. We're talking about Blade 2. I like Ron Perlman. <laughs> Wesley Snipes didn't give a bad performance. That comes up in one of uh, the next ones on our list down the road. So, we will go to the next one. We say with Blade uh, 2, we do recommend you watch it after you watch the first one. Yeah, at least watch the first two. You don't necessarily have to watch the third one. I only watch it for Ryan Reynolds. We know that. Because that's the most entertaining part of them. Yes, there's nothing else in that movie. That and Drake. Well, Dominic Purcell, when he had hair, which still throws me off. But still a good actor. It's prison break and all that shit. Here we go. I'm going to let you go off on this one, but it's Batman Forever. I've only seen the movie like once or twice. And that was a long time ago. I refuse. So... But yeah, I thought it was good. As a kid. It was entertaining. Then you took off the 3D goggles and grew up. Joel Schumacher should never make a Batman movie ever again. Well, this it was also before. produced by Tim Burton as well. Yeah, but that this is the Val Kilmer one, which is directly after uh, Keaton. And Val Kilmer is horribly hard to work with. Like, he was one of the actors who would give you, like... He has to do it his way, or he's like, you know, I want all the green M&Ms, something like that, you know, something crazy, and it's just, Jim Carrey, you got the short end of that stick, fucking, he would, he definitely makes a good Riddler, there's no contest The only that. person who hated that movie, who was in it more than most of us who've watched it, was Tommy Lee Jones. He could not stand Jim Carrey in that movie. Working on that movie. It was bad. It was just a mess entirely. And when we get down to our last one on the list, that's a Batman movie, you will understand what we're going to... Because we're going to rip that one apart. Bat nipples or not. <laughs> that's a prelude, everybody. We do not recommend you watch Batman Forever. Constantine starring Keanu Reeves. Keanu's acting was good. I well, liked it. Because he does the same character for every movie. So himself, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except for Bill and Ted. Yeah, that was the only time, though. Because when he first started, he had the surfer motif, which you had when you were 16. Now you look like a beach bum who has lost all his hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're... Br- like I said, we've talked about it, but they're coming back with Bill and Ted 3, and I want to see... 
how they do. Oh, yeah, because Keanu Reeves has been playing the same stoic character for 20 years now. Let's see what happens with that. Yeah. But Constantine, it was a comic book movie that was off of their Vertigo comics, which was just an offshoot. They were comic characters that originally were never on the DC like continuity. They were never part of the actual main heroes, just like Watchmen wasn't. Yeah. And the issue I had with it after finding that out years later that he was a blonde British guy who wore a trench coat mm-hmm. and then Matt Ryan played it on the DC television shows sorry Keanu but Matt Ryan has to do it for the rest of my life cause he is just pitch fucking perfect so we do recommend it but it's a very mild soft. yeah it's, it's like a flaccid penis soft recommend but if you like Keanu Reeves movies, you might like this one. But that's about all. And then Shia LaBeouf, when he's still trying to grow hair on his balls, cussing. But I hate Shia LaBeouf, so... Alright, the next one. Blade. We're gonna just kinda... It we, was good. We liked it. Even now. I'll still watch it now. And yeah. if they would have left it with just that movie, it would have still been good either way. I I watched it within the last year. I haven't since uh, about 2016, but I would. Um, now this one we both ha- uh, well actually we're not here yet. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four: Silver Surfer, the second one. Now for its time. At Silver time Surfer. Was good. Silver Surfer had never been done on live action screens. I think what they did with Silver Surfer was great. I liked most of the story of both of the original Fantastic Four movies. It's just they were so campy. Yeah. That right. it's just it ruins it now. I mean, Chris Evans gets made fun of for those movies now. He played a great Johnny Storm. You know, he's actually been one of the only actors who's played in way more comic movie comic book movies than he should have. Yeah, I know. He was in Losers, he was in all the Captain America stuff, he was in some oh DC is that was uh, his DC stint was the Losers. Scott no not Scott. You know what I mean? He's been in, in so few, many quite a few. Marvel, DC, just comic movies in general. Well now he is Captain America. Well, now he's not. Well, not anymore. But he, he said the original Captain America. He will always be because he he just plays that Boy Scout too well. Um, Next one we got on the list. Oh, well, we do kind of we're in on the fence for recommending that one. By the way, now this one, me and Justin are gonna have a difference of opinion. But Batman v Superman. Yes, I know it has plot holes. I know everybody had their problems with it, but Ben Affleck had his best performance on any comic book movie he's ever been in, in that movie. Watch The Ultimate Edition, you will get your 30 minutes plot holes tied up like you're getting your tubes tied. (laughs) I like Ben Affleck's Batman. I like that. Come on. 
Don't hold it for me, princess. <sighs> they could have done better. Yeah, but Zack Snyder, again, we keep saying, we're going to say this. There was no real reason for Batman to fight Superman. Actually, yes, there was. Nope. Oh, my God, here we go again. Nope, there was no Okay, yes, there was. Do you want to know the logical reason? He was afraid of Superman? Well, yeah, and 20 years of being a cynic, and he was 20 years. He was in Dark Knight Return stage at this point. So what this was, it's... It's a threat that they didn't know that they could take down, so he figured if he had a sliver of a chance, which he says in the movie, he had to take it. Because Superman could just crush that world. Not a second thought. Nobody could stop him. Because they didn't know about the stupid Green Rock, which we had this fucking problem back in high school. Uh, Again. But, that is actually very valid, because he was there during... The whole problem with Man of Steel, which is, he did not care for damage control at all. You know how many people probably died in all those buildings in Metropolis? There's a probably a body count of a thousand. Thousands. It could go too high. And so, what would uh, Batman think that is, starting off? Don't know if he's there to help you or if he's not. But, obviously being a human and... Superman was always put to God in these movies. He had to be the ball buster. We're going to keep having this difference of opinion, and I'm never going to falter to what you have to say here. Come on. The Batman in this movie jumped on the smallest possibility that Superman could be bad. And ran with it. Superman did not give a good enough reason for Batman to even try. Yeah, so there was some collateral damage, but Superman couldn't help it. Some? Superman could not help it. If he's getting thrown through buildings, he can't do shit. Oh, no, no, no. He learns (laughs) how to fix that. They learned that in the comics, that he figures out how to the, do that. The other thing, you know, that they were pretty much establishing in this one and Man of Steel was that Clark Kent wasn't really using his powers all that much. Well, it wasn't that Clark Kent. He wasn't Kent. really being Superman. That's all he ever was, because even in Man of Steel, remember? No, before... Yeah, it's because of uh, Pa Kent, though. Yeah. Saying, your powers are bad, okay? Well, well, you know, while he was growing up, he never really used his powers all that much. Not when he could help it. Well, they never really said it, but we can imply. Yeah. Like I said, I like it. We're always going to have that difference of opinion. We could have an entire debate of that movie alone and probably give uh, people two hours of you annoying the shit out of me with your wrong opinions. (laughs) So we're going to skip past this. I recommend it. Justin's on the fence. But watch the Ultimate Edition. Because if you don't watch the Ultimate Edition... They should have left those extra 30 minutes they can't. to begin with. You ha- uh, they- I understand, I know, but they still should have. Yeah, that's why they sell it to you on a 4K DVD. That Bastards. Nobody can afford. <laughs> okay. Superman 3... 
that gets into which they're both on the movies. We're gonna kind of skip those. We're just gonna say that Superman three and four were. Superman gives away his powers, and I think Richard Pryor was the problem in one of them. These movies were just getting too campy. They were finally. I don't know why Christopher Reeves signed on to do them. And they're just not really worth our time on this list. And very misuse of the best Superman to ever grace our screen. I haven't really seen yeah, them, so, so I can't say anything. I recommend do not watch those. The next one, we're going to go back into the X-Men universe. Oh, man. With the mess named Dark Phoenix, which is pisses me off because it's my favorite storyline from the comics. I haven't seen this movie, though. Yeah, and... Because they've been doing so bad with X-Men movies. We give up. Since forever. The last good one was Days of Future Past. That one was pretty good. It gave me hope, and then the next yeah. one came out. I was like, no! No! Uh, the last... There is one more X-Men movie coming out from Sony before Disney does the property. It's called The New Mutants, which I've actually never read the New Mutants comic, but... Neither have I. I'm gonna give it a shot. It's actually... It's the equivalent of an X-Men horror movie. Well, it seems how... <laughs> <laughs> the X-Men movies they've been making are pretty pretty they're not them. they're not that I'm talking about this is actually supposed to be a scary movie not scary bad okay <laughs> yeah we're just gonna we're, we're moving on Supergirl you haven't seen it I didn't watch this since I was a kid it was like a TV movie and it's a British film as well. It had no storyline really. It, it had a storyline. I just don't care enough. It's it's that awful. The next one here. This is going to be a debate, not between me and Justin, but just between you listeners. Daredevil, because apparently some people had so many problems with this movie. It was supposed to be what it was—a campy comic book hero movie before they decided to put, you know, more realism into a lot of these movies. Ben Affleck actually did his performance correctly. Which was my favorite part of the movie was, you know, his acting. As a kid, it was a great movie. Oh, yeah, I still watch it and I'm okay with it. I mean, I have some issues here and there. Yeah. But with Daredevil, I've always had problems with the Catholic scenes. The the most interesting part <clears throat> is how they portray him seeing the world. Yeah, not that one, which, you know, they never do that in the comics. They don't. So, me and Justin, we recommend Daredevil for people who are non-biased. <laughs> and Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad. It was entertaining, especially with Harley Quinn in the scenes. Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang was good. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about Croc. It was definitely an interesting take on Croc. Yeah, that's because they pretty much just made him a black guy that watches BET. I meant to look. Yeah, but still, I've never 
cared. Well, in the comics and games, he's more crocodile than yeah. It's man. It's like King Shark, which oh, buddy, King Shark. <laughs> so, <laughs> aside from the issues that we've all had with this movie and what we just said earlier about Leto's Joker. The two shining stars out of this movie, and only one of them are coming back for this next movie, was Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, and Will Smith's Deadshot. Yeah. Because, honestly, nobody else in the movie shine. Maybe Rick Flagg, because he's... Yeah, maybe Rick. But he's Rick. That, yeah. That's how he's supposed to be played by anybody. Just American, all-out, badass. Mm-hmm. So we recommend watch least, it stoned at least once. Just once. Don't watch it again. Don't even buy the DVD. Don't even care about the rental. Steal it. Kidding. Buy it. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Moving on. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Just like Deadpool stitches, you ain't getting away from this. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> now, this Wolverine I felt is a character who should have stayed like the Joker and stayed absolutely anonymous. We don't know about much about his backstory, and we could keep it that way, and we all would have been fine. Well, no, they do do. Well, this Wolverine's is actually legitimately from this is from the comic. comic. This is except for. What part? Ryan Reynolds' part. Oh, yeah, no. Deadpool is never made into whatever the hell they made that into. Ryan got the short end of that shaft. And he makes fun of that in Deadpool. And I'm happy for him. Overall, it could have been better. It, I, it could have been... If it was more cohesive and they didn't do dumb things at the end, like, I would have went for it. Even, you know, the whole backstory of Wolverine was kind of boring. Well, it's... They did In the comic books. It was the same... It The the first half of the movie, to get to where Deadpool was made it the way they did it... That just made it so much worse. But that was actually his legit backstory. They, they made it because somebody decided they wanted to make it. And I think it's because they were doing an Origins movie. So they wrote this comic so that they could control the narrative. So that Sony writers couldn't do it. Which, either way, it would have been probably bad. Sony's not... Uh, okay, that's stupid. Sony is not known for... Consistency or writing skills. sanity. Yeah. So, we do not recommend it after the first hour. Yeah. Ron Reynolds does have one of the funniest scenes in the middle of the movie. Oh, yeah. Great. Stuck in a, uh, an elevator with five guys on a high-protein diet. Wade. <laughs> so, I recommend it mildly. Watch it once. Throw away the DVD. Burn it. Seal the ashes away. Just never touch it again. <laughs> we already talked about Fantastic Four. So. We're skipping this one. Don't watch it. We don't recommend Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, this is reliving like childhood traumas. Yeah, it is. 
I tried watching this movie because I'm a DC fan through and through. You'll hear that on the podcast. And I love Ryan Reynolds, and I think he'd be the he was the perfect Hal Jordan. But the writing, the rest of it was bad. The whole movie got ruined by bad writers, future sequels that they were trying to tie in, and guess what? Never got made. So don't watch it. If you do, we're gonna say watch it once. Make your own opinions. You can do whatever you want after that. We warned you. <laughs> eh, Blade Trinity. We're back on this. Again, we already talked about Trinity. Ryan uh, Reynolds, best part of the movie. And Red Sanja, we both really haven't seen it, so we don't care. I never even heard of it. We have no skin in this game. Okay, next one's Ghost Rider. Now, they had other people they were going to have in mind for... Uh, the Johnny Blaze character, but Nick Cage pulled the Nick Cage card. Mm, he wanted to do it, so they let him. Yeah, he has a big ass Ghost Rider tattoo on his arm. Yeah, but the first one I think was pretty good. It it was at least a decently put together story. I like the story, and we've already talked. No, we haven't. That's further down the list. But the first one. Absolutely love it. Sam Elliott. This is we hadn't seen him in a while before this. He, played, he was my favorite character in, in in this movie. He's my favorite character in life. See that mustache? <laughs> Man knows how to grow a stash. <laughs> and that's been engraved for the last forty years. <laughs> Alright. Um, so we agree. We recommend. Now Justin one. hasn't seen this one. I watched Venom. And it was just because I found it. I didn't have any interest. No skin in the game, like I said. Because nobody wants to watch a villain movie. That's not That's something... Not true. Joker, maybe. I want to watch a, you know, villain's point of view movie. Okay, which Maybe villain? not the Joker's. Because nobody could follow that, not even the Joker. Well, they did pretty... Uh, even with how boring I told you it is with the Joaquin Phoenix one, it had a storyline, and it was followed. He even won awards for it. But, granted, I'm not a, a villain kind of guy. If they made a Joker movie that wasn't the one that Joaquin Phoenix did, I might watch it. There's a, a Deathstroke movie, I'd probably watch it. Especially if whoever whoever wrote the part for Deathstroke in uh, the Teen Titans anime, or well, cartoon. Yeah, anime. I know what you mean, but I'm, uh, you're talking about the original one, not that Go crap. If if I meant Go, I would have said Go. <laughs> I'm sorry. He knows how much I hate uh, Teen Titans Go. But yeah. If they have that person write a movie for Deathstroke, all right. Or the Arrow, like or uh, the Arrowverse. Mark, Gu- Mark Guggenheim or um, Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti. Greg Berlanti should write DC comics movies for the uh, for the rest of his days. Because apparently he can write a good TV show. <laughs> shows. He actually is the writer on all shows. Like not like just the main writer, but he is 
head of like all scripts. Yeah. And he got signed on a contract to keep doing it to make more money for DC. He probably even does it for Titans and Doom Patrol. And if he does, I, I need to watch it more. So, with Venom, it's... If you like Venom, it would be probably a good movie for you. It makes Eddie Brock to be more of a... Uh, how do I say it? It's, like, from a villain's perspective, it's roughly, he's the hero of the story. Well, my roommate <laughs> did see it, and he is a Venom fan, and he hated it. Yeah, I I think it's okay for what it was. I'm not, I wasn't expecting too much. Even though CGI has come a long way, Venom's hard to <laughs> make into a good movie. <laughs> Uh, we already said how much we hated Electra, didn't we? Yeah. We're skipping. Yeah. Remake. <laughs> okay, so. And the second Ghost Rider. Yep, we're going to finish out the Ghost Rider uh, saga because. D- don't watch it. It's just bad. It doesn't make sense. The best part is he's he's the Ghost Rider taking a piss on fire. That's it. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> Nick Cage cannot do a screaming scene in pain to save his life. If you've ever watched The Wicker Man with Nick Cage, the breeze! The breeze! That's what he does in this movie. So we do not recommend you watch this fucking movie. It's horrible. So bad. And Justin hasn't seen Jonah Hex. Or maybe I have. I don't know. I'd have to watch it to remember. It... The way Jonah Hex is, it's a it's a cowboy movie with supernatural elements and a fucked up face. Josh Brolin's character of Jonah Hex is a comic book character for the DC Comics Vertigo line, just like Constantine, just like Watchmen, just and, and if you watched Legends, and Lucifer, Lucifer, sorry, Lucifer yeah. was on the Vertigo line. Oh yeah, and yeah, he was on Legends season one. And I think he's been on a couple other ones, too. Yeah. there. I think there's a few other characters that are from Vertigo as well in Legends. I can't... It's... I would have to read... I'd actually have to go through and watch past the second season. Yeah. But... So, now here we go into Punisher territory. Now, 2004 Punisher. Thomas Jane... Comes and takes up the mantle that the last person to wear was Dolph Lundgren. Which, I've seen that one that was pretty good, I think. It It could have definitely been better. But but it was an 80s movie. You're not going to... Exactly! You're not asking for Oscar-worthy performances in the 80s. Especially by the guy who played a fake Russian more than once. More than once? Oh, other than uh, Rocky IV, he's played a, a Russian a couple times. Only a couple? Okay, most of his career. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now we get some honesty out of you. But this one had John Travolta as the villain. Didn't know he could do that. He's done it a couple times. It's not many times. The well, taking of a Pollen 1, 2, 3, whatever it is, that remake, he was a villain in that one. Um, there's a 
Well, this is the first movie that I remember seeing having him as a villain. As a villain. And John Travolta can act. We all know that. We've seen the Quentin Tarantino movies he's been in. Just thought he's only been in one. I don't remember being in any other one. I know Samuel L. Jackson's been in all of them almost. But John Travolta, he is a good dramatic actor. Once he got out on all that campy crap of like, you know, look who's talking, Grease. A really bad disco movie called Saturday Night Fever. He is a good dramatic actor now. Yeah. But Thomas Jane, he's still technically unknown because even now, there's not a lot you'll see him in. Which is weird because he's a pretty good actor. He's got some things I've seen. He he played in the movie Vice where, you know, they made that hotel of roughly what Detroit Becoming Human's entire plot is about, roughly. Yeah. Or Westworld. Yeah, with sex robots. <laughs> and <laughs> you can laugh at me. You know I'm right. You shouldn't That's exist. The funny part. It was another one of those campy, you know, de- oh, it was a Marvel film, gritty, rated I R. I still like it. I'll watch it. There's one on this list that we're going to talk about. We refuse to watch. But let's say we recommend this Punisher. And, well, we're going to skip this one, too. You haven't seen Hellboy. I haven't seen it. So I, I want to, even though it's so uh, bad. David Harbour uh, plays Hellboy in this one. And he plays in the show Stranger Things. Well, we don't know if anymore, but... I like the character. I like the actor. He well, got famous in his 40s, though, so... It's low enough on the Metacritic score that it could be good. Yeah, but I don't trust Metacritic scores because they're movies that I absolutely love that are on there that are like... You know, like The Punisher we just talked about. Oh, yeah. Well, the next one we're about to talk about is the next Punisher. Warzone. Uh, It's a sequel with a recast for the main character. Yeah, which makes no sense because they only successful time that's ever been done is in the MCU. Rhodey being recast as Don Cheadle. They had to, though. They well, had to. That's because Robert Downey Jr. and Terrence Howard couldn't get along. But I'm saying... But they had to. Yeah, they had to or they couldn't have kept Rhodey in the story and that just... And that messes a lot of things up because Rhodey is a... Integral. Integral. Character. He's a pillar in the comics. And I love Don Cheadle more than I love Terrence Howard. Yeah. A lot of things that he does later in the the movies that mm-hmm. Don Cheadle does, I don't think Terrence Howard could have done. And we would have liked him as much. The another one that we're going to talk about with recastings that work, opposed to the ones that don't, is yeah. Mark Ruffalo for the MCU. Love I love him way more than I've ever loved... Edward Norton in anything. That was the only thing I've ever saw him in that I can remember. What, Edward Norton? Yeah. You ever watched Fight Club? Nope. American History X? Nope. The Bourne... That one with Jeremy Renner. Oh. Okay, well, Edward Norton's a good actor, but he's an asshole behind the scenes. The issue why he didn't come back 
is because he wanted complete control of the Hulk script. And so they could, uh, he couldn't figure out what he was going to negotiate with to come back to do the multi-picture deals. So they recasted Guy Ruffalo and did one of the best decisions in their lifetime. It, well, there are plenty of you know stories they could do with the Hulk. They just can't do any more movies now, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. Well, no, they could. No, they can't. They could. They're not wanting to. You know why? Universal has all the distribution rights, uh, which means of they do. Same thing with uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and uh, Far From Sony. Home. Yeah. Sony gets most of the DVD rights for that. Yeah. They get most of the sales. So Disney doesn't want. Disney wants all the money. Obviously, that's why there are mouse overlords. But back to Warzone. Uh no. Okay, Jigsaw, bad villain. This movie, garbage. Throw it in the trash can on your way out the door. We we promise I can't get you a refund, but you can throw it away and feel better. Yeah. So now we're gonna go to Howard the Duck, which he's never seen. Never seen it. I didn't even know it was a Marvel comic. It's it's out of the Marvel Misfits line. Yep. And the last time the character's been seen in over 30 years was in Guardians of the Galaxy as a cameo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think in the Guardians 2, he was voiced by Seth Green for that one little time he talked yeah. in, in Guardians 2. I don't know if it was Seth It's, Green, it's but... dumb. It's not worth your time, especially for that movie. So I'm going to absolutely say... That's a no-go, Scotty. Do not beam me up. Throw that thing at the fucking spaceship. Here we go, Justin. You ready? Let's do this. Batman and fucking Robin. This, <laughs> is, this is another one of those movies that, as a kid, thumbs up, green light, go. It's entertaining. Upon a different viewing, you notice all the the bat nipples, the crotch shots, the product placements, the really dumb everything in this movie. I think that's exactly what they had in mind for it, honestly. With how they made the movie, I think it was intentional. Yeah, but George Clooney still says that he, he... he does not want to be known as the guy who killed the Batman franchise. I don't think it's his fault. No, it's not his fault. He did pretty decent as a Bruce Wayne, but they did not write him as a good Batman. No. Because he, when he was in the suit, he was more Bruce Wayne than Batman. I mean, come on. The the Bat credit card? Not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I was definitely... That movie is awful. We're going to just use words of please do not subject yourself to this torture. Never watch it. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it? I do see you. Come on. You know, Arnold will always be known for cheesy one-liners thanks to most of his movies from the 80s. Yeah, but at least they're entertaining sometimes. This is right after his heart surgery, so he was flabby at this point. That's mm. why he was in the stuff he was in. But, uh, 
I mean, at least it's, when he was on screen, it was entertaining. Okay, but... Again, as a kid, I'm going... Put your kids in front of it. Let them learn. <laughs> We're going to go on, because I do not recommend bat nipples. No. <laughs> Fantastic Four, the original, in 2005. Story-wise, great. CGI, garbage. I liked the storyline. Like, it actually had a decent storyline, but then it tried to get into too much camp, too much campy fun. That was too whimsical for me for a comic book movie. Mm. I, I, I like this. But for the time it came out, that was, like, the norm. That's why I like our superhero movies now have... They, they have a mix, because they yeah. have the gritty realism and... Humor. Yeah. How you can make Paul Rudd a Marvel superhero. I mean, come on. They also have, you know, the the fantasy stuff that... You know what? Now... Advanced enough magic... Well, science is indistinguishable from magic, so... Alright, that works! This movie... Now, as an adult, hurts my head. When I was a kid, it was great. So I do not... I It's a weakest of... Watch it the first... Like watch one and two once. Throw it away and watch it ten years later. Not watch it... You know, it's not a repeat release in years to come. Well, we also have the Fantastic Four from 2015. We already talked about that. Remember we no. skipped over yeah we skipped over it. No, because we talked about Silver Surfer. Then we talked about fifteen because I, I I said it already and then you said we're skipping over that we already talked about that one. But we can really talk about that one before we uh go to these last two because we're only on one more that we're really going to talk about anyways because you haven't seen we said Superman four we're skipping. Yeah, Superman four is so bad. So along with Catwoman, Fantastic Four, two thousand fifteen, is a a gritty reimagining Miles Teller as Reed Richards and it's mostly his story yeah there's like everybody else is there you know of the Fantastic Four even Von Doom's dumbass but it was Reed Richards like that could have just been his origin story that everybody else didn't have no time for yeah I didn't like Sue Storm in this movie because of the way they played her off I loved Michael B. Jordan in everything he's ever played. <laughs> he he was an amazing. You know they actually were thinking about casting him as Superman. I would as the first black I'd Superman. As the first black Superman, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I, I, I would watch it. it because you know gender uh, like well race bending. Let me correct myself. I said gender bending, but race bending is actually something that they're trying to do more. The only one that they couldn't do it for and we'd actually go for it is Batman. Because Batman's known as the upper crust, white, Hilton-esque playboy. Superman could go either way. Yeah. So if they do it that way, because they're still in talks, I'd rock with it. I'd, I'd be like, yes, sign me up, take my monies. 
I mean, you know, there is a multiverse in these comics. Not anymore. Well, for the movies and the TV, as you remember what yeah. Crisis just did, that erased everything. Which is how they're going to probably explain the movies going forth with the characters that they have not recast. Mm-hmm. Which is why they put that scene in Crisis. Because, you know, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, and Gal Gadot, and maybe even Henry Cavill, because he, he never said he was done done. I, he is a good Superman. I'm not going to For that. his Superman, he's good, but the issue is, well, let's see what happens if somebody else rides him. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear from you. Well, sorry, I like Man of Steel. I just didn't like... There was not enough of them in Justice League for me to care, so... But back to Fantastic Fantastic Four, like I said... Watch it one time. Then throw it the fuck... You know that window right there? Outside your... uh, By your guys' listening devices? Throw it. Just just chuck it. Hope it goes in oncoming traffic. But... No. 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 Just because you don't want to see an on-car pile-up of how bad that movie is, I do. (laughs) I'm kidding. Drive safely. Do not throw that at people actually driving. Now we're going to talk about the last movie before we end the episode for this week. Catwoman. Now, Holly Berry, she was great as Storm. But this movie, I felt she got done dirty. I don't remember a lot of the plot details, but I do know that that movie was just so awful. It didn't make a lot of sense. Not even to Selena Kyle's story entirely. So, while we're finishing this out on the last one of our lists, we do not recommend. you. Don't even watch it once. No, just, no. I mean... If you see it in the bin, I don't even care if it's 80 cents. Don't get it. Not even if it's free. <laughs> you leave that shit to the poor. I mean, <laughs> even some of the scenes where she gives a sexy pose is... is Too much. Uh, Too much. Uh. But all right, guys, we do appreciate y'all for listening. We hope you liked our list. And if you have any comments that you would like to do, you can always get us at the That News Guy podcast Facebook page, Instagram page, or you can even email us at thatnewsguypodcast.com. If we're doing anything wrong, let us know. We will fix it. Or I'll make Justin fix it. Because it's always his fault. <laughs> so signing off, I'm Tim. I'm Justin. And we're That News Guy. Alright, see you all next week.